Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of vitamin K deficiency from the hematology section on MedBullets.com. This condition involves a disruption of all vitamin K-dependent factors, including factors 2, 7, 9, 10, protein C, and protein S. Deficiency of vitamin K is most commonly seen in newborns, malabsorptive conditions, and long-term antibiotic therapy. Newborns lack gut colonization by bacteria that produce vitamin K. Note that newborns are given an intramuscular vitamin K shot at birth for prophylaxis. Long-term antibiotic therapy can also cause vitamin K deficiency because it kills all the gut bacteria that produce vitamin K. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation including symptoms of vitamin K deficiency. Symptoms include hemarthrosis, intramuscular bleeding, GI bleeding, and excessive bleeding in response to minor trauma. Diagnostic evaluation would involve lab studies which would show increase in PTT and PT, but a normal bleeding time. And finally, with respect to the treatment of vitamin K deficiency, you would want to administer vitamin K. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A 12-year-old boy is brought to the emergency department with a hot, swollen, and painful knee. He was playing with his friends and accidentally bumped into one of them with his knee prior to presentation. His medical history is significant for an immunodeficiency syndrome, and he has been treated with long courses of antibiotics for multiple infections. His mother is concerned because he has also had significant bleeding that was hard to control following previous episodes of trauma. Laboratory tests are obtained with the following results. The prothrombin time is prolonged, the partial thromboplastin time is prolonged, and the bleeding time is normal. The activity of which of the following circulating factors would most likely be affected by this patient's disorder? 1. Factor 8 2. Factor 11 3. Platelet factor 4 4. Protein C or 5. Von Willebrand factor. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 4, protein C. This patient with chronic antibiotic use and prolonged prothrombin time, or PT, and partial thromboplastin time, or PTT, with a normal bleeding time, most likely has vitamin K deficiency, which would affect the activity of factor C. Remember, vitamin K is an essential component of an epoxide reductase enzyme that is responsible for proper processing of multiple coagulation cascade factors. Deficiency of this vitamin can therefore lead to disruption of all vitamin K-dependent factors, namely 2, 7, 9, 10, protein C, and protein S. Vitamin K deficiency is more common in newborns, patients with malabsorptive syndromes, and patients who take prolonged courses of antibiotics. Antibiotics can trigger this condition because they kill the gut bacteria that produce vitamin K. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, factor 8, would be affected by hemophilia, however this disorder would present with an abnormal PTT but a normal PT. Answer choice 2, factor 11, would be affected by heparin administration, however there is no indication that heparin was given to this patient. Answer choice 3, 
Platelet factor 4 can be affected by heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. However, this disorder would present with an abnormal bleeding time. And finally, answer choice 5, von Willebrand factor, would be affected by von Willebrand disease. However, this disorder would present with an abnormal bleeding time. In summary, vitamin K deficiency presents with an abnormal PT and PTT, but a normal bleeding time. And that's all for this review about vitamin K deficiency. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.